0: We're going to go ahead and get started. It's 4 p.m. with the um, Senior Center Commission meeting of Thursday, March 17th. Um, It is 4 o'clock, so we'll start, and Latasha is not here with us. We've got Michelle Buman, right? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I read your name a lot, and I don't think I've ever said it, so here with us. Very good for the first time. Awesome. That's rare, actually. (laughs) I appreciate it. and so we're just gonna go ahead and get started. You'll notice that I put out signs with everybody's names and I tried to remember where everybody sat last time and st- <laughs> just stuck them in the right spot. So if, feel free to move. You don't have, you're not stuck with these places, but I just kind of tried to remember and, and stuck them out for you. I'm very bad with names, so I just assume everyone is. Um, and it helps me, it helps everybody. Uh, if we wanna go down the line and just kind of say our name. Yeah, we'll it's, it's usually how we start.
1: <laughs> I know you from b- upstairs when I played mahjong all the time. <clears I throat> reckon, yeah. Yes.
0: Um,
1: anyway, I, uh, we moved to Iowa City ten years ago, and my husband and I retired. And I've been a member of the um, senior center since then. And I thought I could maybe give back a little bit by being on the commission. So this is my first meeting.
0: Well, welcome and thank you for joining.
1: I'm Jeannie Beckman, and. Um, It'll be a year in May that um, I've been on the Senior Center. I actually took someone else's place that had to drop off or something, so yeah. And actually also working just as a PRN with the VNA, um, that was my big interest in doing this since we have the presence here on certain Mm -hmm. days and things like that, so. I'm Linda, and I've been on as long as Angela, and we're not sure if that's two years or three.
0: I think we both filled a vacancy, so maybe yeah. it's a little over two. Cause Cause we right just, before COVID. Yes, right before <laughs> that's COVID. we yeah.
1: <laughs> And I enjoyed the center a whole bunch, and then COVID hit, and one of the other guys and I had an exhibit up and got it out of here two weeks before they shut us down, or we would have never gotten our stuff back for 18 months.
0: Oh, no. So we enjoy it well thanks I'm Angela McConville I'm actually the county representative on the Senior Center Commission and this is my I'm just starting my second term I guess this year so that's me I live in Oxford Paula
1: I'm Paula Vaughn I think this is my second year I have one year left um, on the board so I'm Susan Carroll this is my second meeting um, I have done dancing classes and things here, and I'm ending my term on the Library Board of Directors, so this is like
0: switching from one city thing to another. Well, welcome. Then you're familiar with how these meetings go, and maybe ours is a little more informal. Ours are pretty informal, but um,
1: ours have only been on Zoom. We haven't gone back to permanently
0: in person. All right. And our last person just walked in. So we're just doing quick introductions. Um, I think this is your first, kind of just letting us know how many meetings you've been to, and a welcome.
2: Have I introduce myself? Hey. Uh, my name's Doug Cordy. I uh, guess this is my first time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, welcome. Um, so after introductions, we just go ahead to move on to the minutes. So the minutes were sent to us in the agenda packet of the of our last meeting, which was January 20th. So I will accept a motion to approve the minutes.
1: I motion that we approve them. I read them and they were fine. Yeah. yeah. For what I remembered.
0: <laughs> Does anybody have any edits that they would like to make or no? Okay. Motion to second. Second. Okay. Awesome, by Carol and If everybody approves, say aye. 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 Anybody does not approve, say nay. Okay there we go uh, moving on to public discussion for items not on the agenda this is where we allow the members of the public who are sitting in, sitting in the audience <laughs> to make comments to us and ask questions we can't have an op- necessarily an open discussion about the item that the, all of these people might bring up but <laughs> it's on the agenda in case we do have public members and we don't have anybody in our audience today so we'll just go ahead and move on Number four is something we've hem and hawed over since December, but we really got to get it done. So nomination for chair, vice chair, and secretary. So. This is the election of officers to the executive committee, as described in the commission bylaws emailed to you last month. Officer terms run one calendar year, so January to December. The nominating committee is comprised of persons whose terms expired in December, which was me, Linda, and Zach, whose whose term had ended in December. So we have the ballots in front of us. You're welcome to flip it over and take a look. to vote on the ballot, uh, members must put an X by the name of the candidate they want for particular office. I left a space for nominees from the floor, so I will kind of explain how the nominating process works in just a second. If there are candidates nominated from the floor, so in, during this meeting, you'll go ahead and write their name underneath on the line. Um, Any questions on how to mark your ballot when we get ready to vote? It's just basically putting an X next to the name you would like to select. If there are no questions, I'm going to go forward to explain kind of nominations. So I will first read the report from the nominating committee. And then I will take nominations from the floor. So that's from (coughs) you in this moment. Um, And after the nominations, we'll go ahead and vote. So the nominating committee has nominated the following as written on the ballots. So the nominee for chairperson is Angela McConville, which is me. I would just be continuing on as chair. Uh, The nominee from the nominating committee for vice chairperson is Linda Vogel. And the nominee from the nominating committee for secretary is Jeannie Beckman. Um, I will now entertain any further nominations for chairperson at this time. Does anybody would like to nominate someone for chair other than myself, who is written on the ballot? Hearing none, nominations are closed for chairperson. Are there any further nominations for vice chairperson? So we have Linda on the list right now. Does anybody else want to nominate someone for vice chairperson and add their name to the list? All right, hearing none, nominations are closed for vice chairperson. Are there further nominations for secretary? So we currently have Jeannie Beckman on the list for secretary. I would entertain any other names if anybody would like to nominate themselves or someone else for secretary. Okay, hearing none, nominations are closed for secretary. So this will be a very easy vote. So go <laughs> ahead and make take a moment to vote. Put an X by the name of the person who um, you would like to select. And Kristen's going to come around and collect and then make the announcements of who is the winners. And that is how we do it here on the Senior Center Commission. Um, does anybody have any questions? Or has everybody <laughs> voted? Who would like to vote? Making be sure a tough everybody. Count. I know. <laughs> I know <it's> like, <sighs> Okay, so the polls are now closed. <laughs> I have to say that Robert's rules. You have any and, questions from the audience? Aren't you supposed to ask. <laughs> yes. Any questions? Uh, Kristen will count the ballots. Um, we will just give her a few minutes. Normally, if this was a quite a complicated ballot we would recess the meeting take a moment come back she would make the announcements but i'm pretty sure all right, all right so, Kristen. <laughs>
3: for chairperson um, angela uh, has been accepted as the chair for the next year mm-hmm. seven to zero vice chair uh, linda passes six with one abstention <laughs> and uh jeannie passes with seven for secretary
0: excellent so winners will immediately resume office responsibilities (laughs) through december 2022 so thank you for volunteering to do that now we're done with that oh my goodness we've gotten through it we can get rid of that till next year (laughs) So, uh, agenda item number five is operational overview. So, this is usually where Latasha kind of gives us the rundown of programming updates and building updates. So, Michelle, if you want to go ahead and take over. Sure, thanks. Um,
4: it's been a really long time since I've been at one of these meetings, so I don't know what uh, Latasha usually talks about. So, I'm just going to tell you what I know. Um, Uh, as far as programming goes uh, that's been building up we're still doing about 50 percent of our programs online and 50 percent in person because there's still a little bit of hesitancy coming in and uh, that sort of thing and I think uh, moving forward we'll still have a percentage of our classes be offered online for those who can't make it uh, in person so those classes have been pretty pretty good Um, you know uh, i've been working to engage more instructors and bring more activities in but it's like i'm rebuilding all of our programs with the two years of uh, uncertainty and there's still that uncertainty you know in the future about uh, where the virus will be and so we're uh, just I'm, I'm hoping by fall we'll be able to see a, a more robust program, but I think people are really happy with the, the programs that we have been offering. So. Um, We're still going to do a a two-month program schedule, as opposed to the way we did it pre-COVID, where it was four months at a time. This two-month program schedule has allowed me a lot more, me and the rest of the staff, more flexibility in working with potential instructors, because we can get them engaged a little bit faster. I don't have to ask someone six months in advance to nail down a a class schedule. So that's been really nice. It's allowed us to um, use some of our student volunteers and interns to produce some programs during their semester Um, so I'm hoping that we'll go with it but of course as all things change this may change back to something else again depending on budget constraints and what our members want and I think the member feedback has been very positive with the smaller program guide and schedule so um, always happy to hear feedback from you all of course uh, in regards to that Um, I learned that the City Council is going to look at the Senior Center Master Plan on April 5th. So that's coming up. the I talked with the parking department and the contract for repair work in the parking ramp has gone out to bid it went out two weeks ago they still have another week for it to be out to bid then it takes a couple weeks to award a contract and then it will take some time to get the supplies because we all know there's a supply chain issue but it is hopeful that it's out for for bid now and um, that is the beginning that work is slated at the beginning of a a larger contract that um, so that'll be prioritized so I'm hoping by by fall it'll be all done but there's other work besides the repair work that is involved in that parking ramp um, that'll happen And, and we know that like I said the supply chain issues um, we're getting a couple new treadmills uh, in the exercise room uh, we have one treadmill that we purchased in 2010 and one that we don't know how old is because it's older than 2010 and it had some work um, that needed to be done in so far as replacing the deck and the tread on that so instead of paying for it to be replaced we had budgeted this year for uh, replacement and then uh, friends of the center has stepped up to cover the cost of the second treadmill the third treadmill also has uh, need of a new tread and deck but it just had a new um, motherboard put in to it and it was from 2016 so we're just going to repair that and hope that that carries us along so i'm working on with the help of kristen always on uh, getting some estimates and finding things that will fit that space so some of the criteria that i'm looking for is something that has a low step up Um, good handrails easy to use so it's not too complicated Um, you know basic safety features so um, that will be purchased within this budget year and then we also have a grant from the Community Foundation of Johnson County to purchase some new AV equipment to provide our hybrid, hybrid programs um, so we would be able to have an instructor come in and do a program have a live audience but also have that streamed over over the internet so people are traveling don't want to drive downtown or just homebound or you know they can they can tune into that and and watch it live um, so I have I, worked with um, emily edrington and brad mowry who is uh, both on staff here about kind of putting that together and then we had a meeting with purchasing and uh, the facility people in that last week to kind of talk about the scope of the project and they're going to send us some um, resources for contacting to have some specialists come in and make sure that we're getting the right technology Uh, this is not a huge amount of money Uh, the grant was about $9,000 so it's not it's not one of those we're redoing a whole room kind of thing but it's it's we're inching forward and and I'm hoping that the community will see some of these upgrades as we're approaching the remodeling phase when we're going to be doing some more fundraising so um, speaking of fundraising uh, Jesse Simon our development specialist just uh, put out our spring appeal letter no yes Mm -hmm. what month are we spring appeal letter (laughs) oh my goodness Um, so that's uh, through friends of the center and so that might be coming out and, and that's Kind of just we do one in the spring and one in the fall last year we did an extra one because of our 40th anniversary we will as far as i know like i said things can change we uh, are just going to do one in the spring and, and one in the fall instead of a, that extra one so i don't know that's what i have oh we did do a mailing to um our members and anyone that we had on our mailing list to get information and i'm going to hand that description of all that work to the person
3: who did it which is Kristen. (laughs) if you want to update folks on that yep so um basically we've had our uh current database for about 10 years and so of course over that time there's lots of um, folks in that system who have maybe moved or no longer wish to receive you know our our program guide anymore and during covid we (coughs) cut back on who we were sending that program guide out to just members so now that we're back in the building um want to sort of up that um offering to to folks who might be you know potential members right so um we decided to uh, do a couple of different letters um, one that went just to people who are currently members and um and then one that is to people who um, either they were previously a member and aren't currently or they had um, indicated in the past that they wanted to receive our program guide Um, so twofold we get the information back that if they really want to receive that and if so how they would like to receive that Uh, so either mailed to them emailed to them uh, pick it up here or you know they're not interested um and then we wanted to take that opportunity since we were going to go ahead and spend the money on sending out a mass mailing like that to collect some up-to-date demographic information um, for folks optional of course as always for demographic information Um, but uh, looking at a couple of different um, things that we have not collected before so um, primary language spoken in someone's home there's a big push for us to do um, translation services and so we just want to uh kind of see if we're missing you know a population um by which uh languages we want to translate for for the program guide and then also um uh, income level of households um, if people are uh, comfortable sharing that basically so that we can um see if our low income membership program is you know are we are we serving the community in that regard um, so as many as folks might know we do have um, a low income discount uh, membership for anybody um, doesn't matter where they live it's ten dollars for the year or if that needs to be waived zero dollars but as we know that might not necessarily um The people who are taking advantage of that might not necessarily uh, help me out with the verbiage here. So
4: it's probably underrepresenting, right? The actual number because there are a lot of uh, lower income uh, folks who are paying full price. Yep. Yep. So we wanted to get a clearer picture of the income, but it doesn't go up past a you know it doesn't go very high so we're not we don't care if you make a million dollars a year we really just want to kind of get a a, an idea of that lower that
3: lower range yep thank you for popping in there (laughs) lost my train (laughs) but anywho um we're starting to get those demographics uh and letters back from from folks and so Great to get updated data and um, it will also help us sort of pare down our our active net database for you know if we don't hear back from people then we can we can get them out of the system so anyways it's a it's a pretty big project that the front desk staff is um, helping out with a lot and be uh, great when we get all those back and the returns are really coming in so people are
4: taking time yeah. Which says a lot about our population that they care about the senior center and, and what when we ask them surveys or, or these <coughs> kinds of demographics that they do take the time to send it back or drop it off because they want to save us that return stamp. That happens a lot. Awesome. So, any questions about the no. building or programming or? Yes? Michelle, I have a question. Um,
1: the hybrid equipment that you were talking about, will that? serve just like by the classroom is it one classroom is it several classrooms that can
4: we're focusing on just one classroom right now because we do have limited funds and because the master plan has some designs of changing some different areas we wanted to focus on the room that is not changing so we can make those updates And then we'll have other equipment that we could like you know if we wanted to do something down here we could bring in cameras and have that and we could work with cable TV to do that we've actually done that in the past in this space but this room will have that kind of permanent setup in which um, we can optimize that viewing and then it can be recorded and put online later as well and it'll be a a nice High quality production. And it's really the natural evolution of what used to be senior center television, where we had. You know (laughs) videotapes that would go to cable and that they would put that on the cable network and you know everything's changing with cable not everybody has cable they might have a dish or or an antenna or just not even have you know they've cut the cord completely and so people are, are getting their information in a different way so utilizing YouTube makes a lot more sense for us now so we've kind of transitioned to senior center Technology and video and um, that's the way we're we're envisioning the future for that but it also allow people if using zoom to tune in and they, it can be more interactive right because they can post questions in the <laughs> chat if they want to ask something of the instructor whereas it was pretty passive the way you would just watch it and you know prior so this will it'll help it be a little bit more interactive and we've also I forgot to mention purchased a, a camera that's called an owl mm-hmm. and it would sit in the middle of the room and you know it can capture people at home or in a space you you're all shaking your head she might have already announced this months ago but we've used as that. a part of that funding um, and we haven't actually implemented that as much yet because just the transition to our programs hasn't had that need, but I can see that being a benefit in the future. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I love the added accessibility. Mm -hmm. So people who are homebound can actually participate in in the classes.
4: That reminds me of something else I forgot to mention. I'm On is one of the new cable providers Mm -hmm. in town right this cable provider <laughs> there they've invited us to a March gladness competition so get on Facebook and look up I'm on and vote for friends of the center we're in the first round so there's eight different nonprofit organizations that they selected, and you can vote for four, and then we can advance to the next round. The opportunity, if and you can vote multiple times.
1: <laughs> I wondered about that because I got it in the mail and. I'm- I might have done that.
4: <laughs> keep keep voting, keep voting. If we win, uh, we get a thousand dollars. It'll go to Friends yeah. of the Center. If we Did come in second that? place, we get five hundred. Nice. But we are up against some pretty tough nonprofit competition <laughs> with the Humane Society.
0: <laughs> yep, it's our first uh,
4: competition. <laughs> wow, that's a big one. <laughs> but it was it was great to be invited, and it'll um, help get the you know friends of the center out to people who might not know that that's a charitable um, donation to the center and so it's good publicity either way yep. okay. awesome. anyway this i'm sorry i forgot i just remembered that this minute
0: and another survey that i noticed was the city of iowa city is redoing their website so if you have any feedback about that they're taking surveys from that right now you can find that on their Web page. Definitely, look at the Senior Center's webpage in particular and
4: things that we can improve on as they do that um, reconfiguration, so you can hopefully find things that you're looking for easier. Yep.
0: Awesome. Any questions from Michelle? All right. We'll go ahead and move on to agenda item number six, commission discussion. Um, We have a couple senior center policies on the agenda today to go over (laughs) and approve. The first is budget revenue expenses policy. Let me just pull that up really quick. Mm. Uh, Previously named fees and revenue policy, so a few things were added. The last time we went through and approved a bunch of policies like this, Latasha kind of just ran over quickly. You know, just the few the things that have changed. But if you're not prepared for that, um, this was in the agenda packet and we were able to read it. If you would like to just go ahead for a vote today, I thought it
1: was fine. I didn't bring my. Yeah.
0: I didn't see anything. Me neither. So, does any, so for the first one, uh, budget, revenue, and expenses, does anybody have any recommended edits or changes or concerns? All right, so I will then put this up for a vote to approve the budget, revenue, and expenses policy. I'll take a motion. I
1: gave a oh, motion. I was gonna say you'll do it, make a motion. Okay, <laughs> and a second. I'll,
0: I'll second. I'll second. There, there
1: you go. So,
0: so motion by Jeannie, second by Linda. To approve budget revenue and expenses Uh, if you uh, agree and approve say aye Aye. Aye. anybody say nay all right then that one passes the next uh, policy is a new policy Uh, it's a report the reporting policy Um, do you guys have any comments about why this one was created or any additional information we should know or the public should know
4: I guess no. the, the bottom line is we have we have these policies, and now we're working on creating procedures. So mm-hmm. if I were to step out of my position, someone can step in, and they can grab some procedures and know what to do. And we're finding gaps where we may have missed. Uh, we, we have a procedure for something that doesn't fit a policy. So we created the policy to fit the procedure, pretty much. Does that make sense? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep, and m- many procedures under this one. So, it's <laughs> like, okay, we need a little structure. <laughs> we just
4: want to make sure that when we we get together the final document of our policies and procedures that they're connected together, mm-hmm. and so this is serving that purpose.
0: And this goes through the city attorney's office. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, smarter eyes have been on this it, than it, me. It, so. They've looked at it and. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now you are <laughs> now we're looking at it so does anybody have any comments or changes that they or concerns with the reporting policy as written in our Commission packet all right if nobody has any concerns I'm going. I will um, take a motion to approve the reporting policy say they want to motion
1: so move <laughs>
0: oh Paula anybody want a second second. second all right moved by Paula and seconded by Linda to approve the reporting policy um, if you approve say aye. Aye. aye anybody not approve say nay all right it passes thank you that was easy okay scrolling back on up uh the next agenda item down is commissioner's report of community correspondence if you remember we added this to the agenda for anybody who wants to report on something that they heard from a community member or something that they did in the community that they wanted to let us know about as a reminder you cannot have a conversation about anything that you've brought up under this agenda item because it's not specifically written out in the agenda, but you can make announcements. Um, So does anybody have anything that they'd like to report?
1: Is it appropriate to talk to you about the Public Works?
0: You can make an announcement of an event that's coming up that you're working on.
1: I hope I have the date right on this. Um, Iowa City Public Works has the new building out on Gilbert. Uh, May 21st, there is a huge event coming up. It's all free except for the food. <laughs> Everything else is free. Um, it's going to, I think we're going to start it at, I think it starts at 10 in the morning. It might be a little bit earlier, but it lasts all day long. There's going to be a lot of things for kids, a lot of free things, a lot of activities. We think the roller rink is going to be put in at the end of the building. This building mm-hmm. is, we think, for Julie was that it's more green than what the art museum's going to be yeah. it's a phenomenal place we went in there and looked at it and the truck it's like three or four football fields long I don't know if you've seen it or not and it's like this is where all the trucks are mm-hmm. now we know where they stay but anyway um, we have a group that's called the, the quilt guild they've asked us <laughs> Julie Johnson's involved in it and some of you may have already seen some of the pictures, but a lot of the quilts are going to be displayed on equipment, on heavy equipment, and it really looks cool. We took Julie's out and got her pictures, and there's going to be some hanging from the ra- rafters and all this stuff. And then that night, I don't know the name of the group exactly, but it's the, the Iowa, Art, Iowa City Arts Group. Something like that. It's whoever she's on that one, too. But anyway, they're going to bring food trucks in, and then they're going to have a free showing of uh, Field of Dreams. But that'll be, like, at dark. But anyway, it's going to be a huge event. They want everybody there. I'm going to bring some stuff in on it. I just didn't bring my bulletins with me. And uh, there's going to be a raffle for two quilts that will absolutely blow your mind. Nice. I looked at them, and it's like, who on earth just spent a million hours putting that one together? And they're just gorgeous. And Julie's Johnson, if you know her, is really hyped up on this. <laughs> so it'll be a good event.
0: Thank you, Lynn. Does anybody else have any announcements they'd like to make? Something I would like to put on the agenda for next time, which is the next agenda item down, is um, we had discussed last year doing some sort of outdoor music party. And I know that never really kind of happened. I mean, the pandemic has just put a damper on everything. But um, it'd be kind of interesting for us to maybe champion um, a community event like that again, or at least throw the idea out there. Somebody had brought up... um, Reggae music and doing kind of more of a diversity event, which I would love to see. So maybe we could talk about that next time. Does anybody else have any future agenda items? Or Oh, okay, Doug.
2: Yeah, I have uh, emailed about this. Um, I'm interested in uh, what the, I don't have any specific suggestions, but I'm interested in what the uh, Senior Center could do about seniors who are low income. In Iowa City, or in the area that senior center serves, uh, I wrote an article a few years ago about uh, single low uh, single elders who were low income, because I, it came to my attention that when a when a elder loses a spouse, their income goes down, but their expenses only usually go down approximately thirty percent, and that frequently throws a person into poverty. And uh, there's, uh, there's not a lot they can do uh, other than get a roommate or live, get a relative to take them in or come and live, come and live with them. But there's a lot of uh, aspects to el- elder poverty. As, you get o- as people get older, they're more likely to be in poverty. If they live alone, they're more likely to be in poverty. Uh, the real value of Social Security has declined 30% over the last 20 years. And most people don't know that. There's very little research on elder poverty. I've, I've been trying to find it. And I, I have, there's no books on it. Zero. You go to, you go to Amazon and put in, in, quote, in quotes, elder poverty, nothing comes up. You go to you go to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. try to find something on elder poverty. Nothing, absolutely nothing. That's interesting. So I think it's an interesting thing. I think the first thing I'd like to see uh, the senior Center do is is to try to find out how much elder elder poverty there is in Iowa City and do some research on it. And uh, I'd be happy to participate in that. But uh, the other thing is to try to get an idea of what the Senior Center could do about it. Now, that's not something that the Senior Center usually does, but it, I think it's something that we we could uh, try to do something about. And I, I, I'd leave it open to other people to, to uh, participate in.
0: All right. Well, we can't have a discussion on that today, but I...
2: That's what I'm trying to put on I the agenda am, next week.
0: I next know month. there are experts on some of that stuff here in this room. I know... I work with a transportation assistance program that serves mostly seniors so yeah. that's a very interesting topic. There to bring are up.
2: other organizations in Iowa City that are involved in, in this. Yeah. Uh, I know some of these people and I, I know that I know there are other people who are working and of course the government has programs. There are, it's been my experience that sometimes people who live in poverty don't know about things that are available to them like even like SNAP. I've, I've met people who live in poverty who don't know they can get food stamps mm-hmm. yeah. so there, there are a lot of things you can do and, and uh, uh, any organization can get involved in those things
0: all right well we'll talk about that next time so bring questions if there's someone you want to come talk about the programs that they provide <coughs> you will welcome did it, a did speaker too did you
2: movie nomad yep that, that's a very interesting movie, and, and uh, co- companies like Amazon really take advantage of, of people. I mean, they pay them very low wages, no benefits, and long hours, and, the, and a lot of these people are elderly people.
0: All okay. right.
2: And it isn't just Amazon. It's, it's a lot of other companies as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I have an idea of somebody to come talk next time. I'll just send it to you.
0: Okay. Sounds
2: good. <coughs> yeah, I don't know if you, if you read the article in the New York Times about truck drivers. Yep. Did anybody see that? Mm-hmm. 90% turnover Every in year. long, long haul truck driving. Yep. Yep. It's because the conditions are so terrible <coughs> and the, and the wages are bad. When I was growing up, truck drivers made good wages because they had a union, mm-hmm. the Teamsters union. I'll tell you a funny story. I spoke against the Vietnam War once in in Palo Alto, and one of the other speakers was the head of the California Teamsters. And after the speeches, he he took me aside, and he said, you want to work for the Teamsters? You want to be an organizer for the Teamsters? And I said, well, what's it like? What do do you do? He said, you go into a company, and go to the president of the company, and you say, you want to have trucks coming in here? You want to have trucks coming in and out of here? Because if you do, you have to sign a contract for the Teamsters. And I said, that doesn't sound like organizing to me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but that's what the Teamsters did. The Teamsters w- were a very effective union. Yep. They strong. weren't always ethical, but they were extremely effective. And I, I didn't take the job, <laughs> but, uh, but they were one of the most effective unions in the, in the country. But they got crushed. They got completely crushed.
0: Well, all I'm going to say is autonomous vehicles. Anyways, let's move on. (laughs) Does anybody else have any future agenda items? So we'll definitely talk about that next time.
2: Great. Uh,
0: For sure. That's an interesting topic. Anybody else? Nobody else? I'm hearing no comments. Any wrapping anything up? All right then I'm going to go ahead and adjourn. And this is our quickest meeting. Sorry, I know this is your first one and your first one and your second. And we're, we're out in 38 minutes. So it's 4.38. Adjourned.